Thank you for listening to or watching the Upland Down Under podcast. Tonight's show is recording live on Wednesday, the 22nd of November at 7.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. On tonight's show, we're going to catch up on some crypto and Upland market news. As always, we'll check in on the November neighbourhood ratings as things start to wrap up for the month. We'll reflect on the recent additional changes to treasure hunting. Oh, boy. Um what else have we got? We've got the Thanksgiving 2023 bundle sale that was held, the Totem Mystery Pass sale, Chapter 4, that I was up at 3 a.m. this morning, hence while I'll probably be yawning so much and trying to race through this one. And we'll take a look towards the upcoming Snowdrift Showdown and the Turkey Chase 2023 events, which I believe the Turkey Chase is currently happening right now. Main topic this evening will be, um, whoops, did the Upland interns go full intern mode again? And let's slip the upcoming city release details. <gasps> oh, boy. Talk about fast face palming if that is the case. Anyhow, we've got Equips on the Genesis node, Midtown Terrace, and another on third-party asset listing. And, of course, there's also Metaverse, AI, NFT, Blockchain, Crypto, Web3 Gaming, and Meet Pseudiverse news to cover. And, yes, there's more Samurai Critics map assets to give away to both our live participants and our watchers listeners from last week. Have you got at least one entry in for the end of year? One million, I was going to say 1,000, but no. One million UPX prize draw yet. Details on that later. All that and more, of course, on this Upland Down Under podcast. If you're wondering how you can take part in the live recordings of this podcast, I'll drop the link to the Zoom every Wednesday night at about 7.15 p.m. EST, Australian Eastern Standard Time, in the MVA server. If you don't know what the MVA server is, link is in the description. All right, let's see if I can do some clickety-clacking and not screw this up because, like I said, I have been awake for a very long time. Not there. I scrolled through that and got it ready, and I'm still not ready. So, yes, if you weren't, aware, weren't already aware, Samurai Critics does have a sale on at the moment. So for a limited time only this November and December at Samurai Critics, we are offering the Samurai Slay for just 29,000 UPX or 25 USD, the Love Heart Jacuzzi for $12.00. Uh, that's USD. That's a USD only item, that one. And we've got the full set of five Christmas spirals down to 90,000 UPX or 75 USD. All of those prices are including fees. I'm kind of trying to go through and rejiggle that just to kind of make it look a bit neater in the showrooms. Um, so there we go. Remember that for the Christmas spirals, you have to DM me, Ben68, to reserve your set of spirals. All right, let's get into the breaking badly news and take a look at what's happening in the crypto and upland markets. Now, first up, I need to say thank you very much to um, Brabant Swiss, who, as I was getting ready and I put this out there, he um, pointed out that there's a fairly significant error in some of my percentage calculations, which has been in the case all through the history of this podcast, and it would have been from the UDU podcast previously, so... Years and years of shoddy data getting out there. The hence, do your own research, not financial advice, all of that sort of stuff. But yes, thank you, Brabant. That's all fixed up now. As always, if you do spot an error or anything like that, please let me know. So Bitcoin, what are we up? We're up 0.7%, was 1.3 trillion. No, sorry, that's market cap. 1.3 trillion last week up to 1.3837. Hmm. Bitcoin dominance, 1.6% boost back to 51.6%. Uh, people are bailing out of the shitty coins or taking their profits and putting it back into Bitcoin. And that's kind of reflected in the markets. Bitcoin up a smidge, 2.2% was 35,000, 35,500 last week. Now 36,300 and change. Ethereum dead flat. How's that? 
1,984 last week and this week. Um, I sat there for about three minutes just to see if it would tick over so I could have a bit of a different figure, but it was lock solid on it. So Wax Engine, Ripple, Solana, EOS, Polygon, all of them down from last week. So biggest hitters there. Polygon down a whopping 25%. Um, Solana's down pretty significantly too, 6%, but still over $50, $54.29. Pretty good. Um, Cardano is bucking the trend up a little bit, up 2.8%. What? 2.8% was 36 cents up to 37 this week. And Avalanche holding strong was $17.86 last week, up 11.2% this week to $20.11. And Gala also up a little bit. Fear and Greed Index has come down a bit, was 71 in the greed last week, down to 67, still well and truly in the greed. I did have a look at my coinage bags from last week. I said some of these ones like Solana and AVAX, I was going to look at maybe taking some out. Um, banking some profits there, but I had dollar cost averaged for a bit longer than I thought I did. So the 12 month hold mark hasn't really ticked over on that. So I'll probably be holding those for a little bit longer yet. Um, in Upland, of course, Spark, well, I can't wait to start playing around with that, but currently Spark is still $460 if you want to buy it. Um, 90 day average averages, we're back to that slip side in a way again. On the transaction volume, we're down 2.5%. On the trading volume, down 2.1%. Unique active wallets for the seven days, down a smidge, was 54,240 last week, down to 54,090 this week. Total unminted properties, still above 300,000. We had 2,811 properties minted through the week, including, <laughs> including three from me that was just a complete bonehead of a move that i made um i believe it was last night i don't know so it just goes to show you it doesn't matter how long you've been playing this game you can still make bonehead mistakes um i guess i'll outline that a bit later but yeah um i think in january i start my fifth year of playing upland or something and yeah can still make classic bonehead mistakes anyhow unmended property still locked on 92 percent now oh boy the city charts what is sticking out here this week now because the no, the numbers are correct. The figures are correct. It's just the percentages that that were all screwy, but that's now being fixed up, as I said. So what's happening here? Bakersfield up a whopping twenty six point three percent on the USD was three dollars fifteen, pushing right away from that three dollar floor now, almost four dollars. That's looking pretty good. Um, Bronx is up on both the UPX and the USD, eleven point one percent on the UPX and twelve point eight percent on the USD. It's also pushing. Trying to get to that $4 mark. Um, Buenos Aires, on the other hand, down 9% on both. Du, du, du. Dallas has had a whopping hit on the USD. Was $6.90 last week, down 24.6%. This week to $5.20. Bit of jumbly stuff all over the place. Las Vegas has had a boost. London just getting absolutely flogged on the USD as to be expected with some of the treasure hunt changes down 27%. Now under $7. Wow. And LA's doing not too bad. Manhattan is up on both the UPX and USD. Now I wonder how much of this is people bailing out of their London treasure maps and thinking, you know what, I'm actually going to go and have a dig in at some Manhattan one. Make a little nice Manhattan one. What's Rutherford doing? Interesting. Rutherford's down 10% on the UPX and up 13.1% on the USD. Hmm. Yeah. 
Interesting. And of course, Tokyo was the other one that got hit with the treasure hunting news. London and Tokyo bore the brunt of that. Um, Tokyo especially, look at that. Wow. 29,000 UPX last week down a whopping 34.5% to 18,999 this week. $13.75 down 36% to $8.70. Oh, oh, oh. Oof. On the flip side, yeah. And Santa Clara is another one that people have started to rethink for treasure maps and whatnot so it's up 4.3 percent on the upx and 10.5 percent on the usd pushing back towards 20 dollars in the usd that's pretty healthy and it is marked in green um the darkest green that means it's detroit best opportunity for buying an upx and selling for usd at least as far as the spread goes um and Dallas and Oakland and Manhattan are your worst. Currently, you would buy for 74000 UPX and selling for $30. So I do know, having spent a just a crap ton this morning of USD on totems, um, I went on a bit of fire sale in Manhattan, listed a whole bunch um, of properties there at for USD in Manhattan, and they were all gobbled up. Um, so, yeah, there's still plenty of opportunities to sell there for USD. So, yes, bit all over the place. I think that's still going to take a while for that to all shake out because there was a lot of butter in the community, should we say. Hey, Lily's on board. Welcome. So, yeah, a, ver a lot of very, very peeved off people, shall we say. Um, I kind of, I spoke with Radishhead over the weekend. We kind of dived into it a bit. Um, I think the changes make perfect sense, uh, but maybe it just could have been could have been brought through a bit better. Anyhow, I'm sure we'll get to all that. Now, next up, we've got the neighborhood ratings. So we've got the battle for November. Now, assuming that it's not going to reload, I might be able to have a look at the actual website for this this week. Let's see. Oh, didn't reload. Beautiful. So neighborhood rating leaderboard. We have Holliswood and Midtown Terrace battling out in front. Holliswood is now... Um, what are we? Thirteen point two eight to Midtown Terrace thirteen point two seven. That's it. Doesn't seem like a lot, but that's is quite a lot to manage. And then Merced Manor screaming up the charts now, well and truly in the third place ahead of Greenwich Village. Um, when I spoke to Radish, we were talking Radish. Um, if you're not aware, he is the node manager of Holliswood, and I'm the node manager of Midtown Terrace. So we had a kind of, you know, a bit of a back and forward about the whole thing, and we're expecting Greenwich Village to. To make a move um for whatever reason they seem to be struggling a bit but yes merced manor there is a big push going on there at the moment with the crew for merced manor now i did also get ready um uh, mr rockdrigo's nice little charts here just to see that in a bit more of a different style so as we can see if you're listening on the spotify we have two snakes well and truly above all the other ones so that is midtown terrace and holliswood basically we've been trading blows all through the month um, I think at one point Midtown Terrace was leading and then we swapped a couple of points pretty much neck and neck. Um, what else did I look at? I had a bit of a click around here. Yes, uh, this is all all of the all of the progress, 20 hoods all-time progress. So you can see, you know, Midtown Terrace and Holliswood way down here, way down below the rate that Monero, St. James and Hell's Kitchen, all of the ones that preceded us, got theirs from i mean look at look at the um the exponential growth on saint james and we've seen that here with merced manor that's that thick orange line that's merced manor there so there yeah massive push there to come from pretty much nowhere ranked 12th straight up to 
um, third at the moment. So, yes, would not be surprised to see them push even higher because, you know, you don't you don't show your hand all at once. Um, have been debating what to do at Mid-10 Terrace. Um, haven't done anything or worth of anything up to this point, although I am going to play around with a bit of construction probably within the next couple of days I'll get that going just to see how that moves the needle and I guess if we're gonna if we're gonna put the call out to residents better do it soon because it is the 22nd and it takes a while for that to all bleed through maybe all too little too late this month we'll have to wait and see and is that my first wait and see for the for the weekend or for the show I think it might be all right so yes um Holliswood mid-10 terrace Either of those would be very worthy winners of that, as would Merced Manor, because, as I said, there's a, there's a big push going on there, and Greenwich Village, of course, and then there's a few few other scattered ones. So that's that. I can close those down, and I believe that takes us over to... What are we going to... Ah, yes, the treasure hunting. Well, we kind of touched on this a bit. Um, yeah, this is... It, it doesn't just impact treasure hunting. So if you weren't aware... Um, now they're going to change it so the tiers of cities are going to be staggered as cities become available with minting. So unless a, t unless a city is fully minted out, um, it's not going to be at its you know, full potential tier for treasure hunting, which, as you can imagine, threw the treasure hunting community into a rage, into a fit, which then had a massive backlash onto the, the secondary markets which of course impacts everybody. So yeah, I don't know. Unless there's anybody in chat that wants to speak to this, I think it's probably all been done to death. I don't know. Bueller man, did you want to jump in? Uh, yeah, I um, was not amused <laughs> uh, because uh, just focused on Tokyo and get the web running. But after one or two nights uh, sleeping and um, thinking, it's okay um, because it is um, not okay to um, for, to do the disadvantage of the, uh, the perhaps Los Angeles as a tier one two, uh, which about uh, hundreds of millions of properties more than Tokyo. Yes. Um, yeah, but um, it's for me. It's not okay to say okay. Manhattan is uh, the the mini city uh, tier one, the same as San Francisco uh, with a bit more properties, uh, and then Tokyo with less, and London with a bit more or less, and um, that that's not balanced. Um, um, I I understand the reasons um, from them to uh, take Tokyo and London out of uh, tier one treasure hunting. It's only the treasure hunting tier, not the city tier. They uh, every time someone uh, complains, they talk about this. But um, yeah, yeah, it's... it seems a, a, a bit uh, unlucky in the communications. Um, yes, um, and as usual, uh, we 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 did this because of our data, but we don't tell anything about these data. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, like if yeah. they had to come out and said, look, this is what we're going to do with new city releases from here on in, I think everyone would have been on board with that, no problems at all. But to, to kind of throw this in on top of the changes that have already just happened with um, yeah. axing the web hunting, I mean, you essentially, everybody's on the field playing the match and then they've just come in with a completely new rule book. And, you know, it's no surprise that 
many people, you know, chuck their hands up in the air and there's lots of people saying that's it, that's the final straw, I'm out, and they're fire sale on their properties. So. Um, man, um, I can send you a link with um, the accumulated amount of cents per day per city um, to, to a little... Um graph I made from my data uh, I accumulate since months um, and you, you see wonderful um, there's a spike in in sense uh, in the London release uh, where everybody uh, just as, as only the paid sense no? not the sense to your own properties that these are untrackable yep um, and now it's uh, it's balanced um, between all the uh, I mean uh, standard treasure hunt cities like uh, London Tokyo It's the same amount, uh, Santa Clara, Chicago is a bit less, Queens got a boost, Manhattan got the boost uh, as expected. Mm. Um, it's a bit more balanced now. Uh, it's, it's it's frustrating to get only uh, 0.01 spark chests in Tokyo and uh, the UPX uh, profit breaks down. <laughs> um, oh, absolutely. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still earning UPX. It's, it's it's not that uh, that I'm now uh, paying uh, from my own pocket to do some standard treasure hunts, but it's less than before, and that's yes. the frustrating part. Huh? You got to put in Adjust double the, the effort. Yes, but on the other hand, I I sniped. Uh, okay, I'm not a sniper like uh, the the known ones, but uh, I got some props um, to to get them my or to to improve my web in Tokyo. For a discount now because uh, many uh, many of the com complainers in the uh, general chat uh, are yeah just dumping their props um, because if they get a loss on a prop then they they, they can complain about it <laughs> yes um, <laughs> if they just hold and wait uh, they uh, can't complain about the loss they made absolutely so uh, i'm i'm still looking Apex land um, regularly um, to catch one or more uh, properties to to dense my net a bit more, and just hoping for future releases to get Tokyo to a tier two, and mm. then everything is fine. And if if the now released part is ten percent, it's not as much expansions needed as London, which only get one expansion. Yes, to get this ten percent. So maybe after Miami, hint, <laughs> we get the Tokyo expansion, or maybe we get the Tokyo expansion tomorrow. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, I mean that that kind of would have helped ease some of the concerns too if they had said, you know, these are the changes we're doing, but Tokyo expansion number two is going to come in in you know January, and you know I guess they can't really do that because they they release it. You know, We're still waiting on the, the on Oni Force. This is called Oni Force. This uh, this uh, they they haven't got their properties yet. Well, they, they there was have something. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a neighborhood uh, hero with a double O in the end, yeah. uh, where Oni Force got their HQ building. I think there will be some properties more. So these count to the percent of released too. So. <laughs> Even if they release only these properties, we get a bit more than 10%. So, yeah, it's 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 disappointing, but it's not the end of the world. No. <laughs> well, for some people, it is. It's, and that's, as I said, it, it was... Yes, but for these for, for many of these people, everything Upland does is the end of the world. <laughs> Good point. <Yeah? laughs> Meanwhile, they've thrown all the blood in the streets, and some 
uh, wise people such as yourself are gobbling some of that up. So, yes. Even if we don't uh, allowed to call it the gambling game because of SEC and Coco and uh, and so on, it's it's all this one is a gamble. And nobody knows if in one or two years, uh, maybe Google, Apple, and Facebook put together a, a metaverse which will just clean the market and upland is gone. Don't know. Yeah. Yep. Don't I've invest been... more. You can't afford to lose. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been saying that for as long as I've been doing shows is, you know, we could all wake up one morning and it's just not there anymore. You go to turn the app on or open up the web page and it's just gone. It's absolutely yeah. could happen. Yes. All right. So that's all the doomy, gloomy sort of stuff. We'll move on to some more positive stuff. Although, of course, I do have a bit of a wine to go with it. So we did have through the week the Thanksgiving 2023 bundle sale. Um, we kind of touched on this last week. In the aftermath of this, one of the things that really stuck out to me was I just so happened to get, I believe I got I got this sign, Give Thanks Block Explorer, and I also got the bloody sign map assets. I was like, ah. But that that was all well and good, but it it kind of this whole process raised a really kind of sticky point for me personally. When you receive your map asset, now of course this is particular to myself as a UGC content creator who has over three thousand map assets that I'm producing that are out there all over the place. Um, I got that little map asset sign in my pack, and it just get airdropped to somewhere. I don't freaking know where it is. It's somewhere in all of my properties. It's just somewhere. Um, having to manually scroll through 3,000 map assets to try and find that on my phone, not real fun. There's no search function there. It's mind-blowing that there's not a search function in there. So in the end, I had to wait until I could turn my laptop on and I had to – because even UPX land, I went to view all of my map assets and it kind of just it wigged it out. It's probably the overload of that plus my crappy old laptop. It just couldn't load it. So I had to pull down the Excel data file and then I had to scroll through and sort by order because I didn't even know what the, the name of that asset was. Did it say in there? Um, no, it doesn't say what the name of these things were. So even if I, even if I knew what it was, I wasn't able to search for it. So I had to scroll through it all manually. But then in the data that you ripped down from UPX lane, it doesn't have the address, but at least I had the name of the asset. So then I had to go back over and then manually scroll again to just search for that particular name. Finally got the address. Finally, it was like a you know 20-minute ordeal just to find this thing that I want and moved it to where I want it to go. As I said, I do realize it's a kind of a particular, particular wine for me, it's not going to be much of an issue if you don't have that many properties or you don't have that many assets. Um, but it's just one of those quality of life thing life things. Um, yeah, we need these small things. You, the small UI comfort updates would yes. be nice, yeah? but you can't advertise with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't make money <laughs> investing yeah. in those things. Yes, but it's going to help with player retention because all of those small quality of life things does remove a lot of frustrations, like. Being able to do your collections, being able to search for a property in your collections, um, map assets, legits, all of this stuff. Um, some of them you can search, some of them you can't. So, yes, that was my little frustration through the week. 
And what else do we have? Of course, very early this morning, our time, I said to LeBan before we got kicked off, I'm going to try and race through this as fast as possible tonight because I've been up since before 3 a.m. for the Chapter 4 Mystery Pass sale. Um, went pretty smoothly for myself. I kind of just completely blew out my USD budget that I had scrolling away there. I ended up with six totems passes which gets me to my overall goal of 10 that was kind of the big goal that i set myself that i'd like to have um so now i think what have we have we got one more after this isn't it i think there's one more yeah it should be no? uh, yeah. the fifth sale two more then we got the 10 types plus yeah. the llama yeah so i'll i'll register for that i won't be getting up at stupid am i'll probably i was up from three to whatever it was 5 30 or something just buying them up whenever i was able to so i'll probably the usd ones seem to move slower and slower so i'll probably just set my alarm for that last sale at 5 a.m or something if i get one i get one if i don't i don't so kind of this was my turn to go all in while i had the chance how'd everyone else go did you get some slip through no what did the band say he's missed it How about you, Bielerman? Did you get yourself some? Uh, yes. Um, I put some USD in it. <laughs> to gobble it up again. It. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have no luck with the UPX balance one. LeBan said the same. Um, no luck at all. Um, in, the, in the past, I got luck. Um, it, it, it toggles sometimes if someone breaks the, the process and then you get one more available. So uh, if you... I sat on the phone and um, spamming, uh, clicking with my finger on the uh, sold out button uh, because in the past, sometimes if you timed it right, you got in the buy process uh, from yeah. someone who doesn't uh, finished it. But I think with the new sold out um, message and uh, uh, just showing now unlimited <laughs> if everything is sold out, um, I think they removed this function, bug, feature. How do you call it as? Yeah, I've had that a couple of times. I don't know what's more frustrating, to not see that pop up or to see it pop up, you press it when it's green and you go through all the process and then it, it craps out at the end. So. Mm. Oh, Ace in. Hey, Ace. Um, nothing for me today except some other good news. Oh, yeah, care to share? What do you got? Let's wait and see. It might come through. So that was that one that's... Um, Oh, designs come through for your factory. Congratulations. I know that's been a struggle for yourself and many of the other UGC creators. Oh, that, that's another funny thing to come through the week. Somebody tagged me in a tweet. Um, I forget who it was. Apologies. That had a really nice looking gazebo out there. And they're like, oh, check out my new map asset, me gazebo. I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. Considering that us original outdoor day called better participants were told you cannot submit jacuzzi, uh, not jacuzzis, um, gazebos because they're permanent structures. And Lily, yeah, Lily says in chat, it's exactly the same thing. So I don't know. I guess the floodgates are open. Submit whatever the hell you want, because yeah, Lily says, put yours in today. Yeah, I mean, we were specifically told you can't do, because I, I put through screenshots and I was like, hey, we want to do this, this, and this. And we're told, no, you cannot do a gazebo. So what do you know? So roll the dice, put it out there. Maybe things have changed. Who knows? Maybe I'll sub submit some pools. Maybe they'll slip through the cracks too with all this automated system. But anyhow, shouldn't be one or not. That was supposed to be aces. Well done, mate. 
Um, any idea? Well, I suppose we'll I'll, I'll ping you when you're available for a sale and all that. We'll try and get those details, help spread the word when you're ready to do that process. Yes, well, you might as well go for it. Um, so what else did we have? We had, uh, so that was what has been done. Um, what is coming up is, of course, the Snowdrift Showdown. Now, this is all about the car racing and the URL. Um, race to win UPX and Spark rewards. I have seen, because Midtown Tourist, the Midtown Tourist track is one of the ones that was chosen for this. Thank you, Dak and Masschef, for doing that, that I have started to receive a few um, little Apex bonuses coming through. People must, must be running practice goes on it with um, gambling for UPX on it. So thank you. So registration for this Monday, November 20th at 9 a.m. PT. So that's already done and dusted uh, till Friday. So there's still plenty of time to register. Officially begins this coming Monday. Um, final round take on place on the Friday after that. You have to be in the Upland Racing League, I believe. So this is pretty cool. There was, what was, when I read through this, there was something that stuck out. Ah, oh, yeah. So this is interesting. So the base MVC Motor Series T trucks, Midtown Terrace 100 tracks. So you get, you get to drive around the old, um, what do I call it? The, it looks a bit like the Junkyard 100 track at the moment. There's decor everywhere. So Series T, and we've got the Ithaca Run track. Um, I believe that's, um, isn't that Elijah Judah? That's his note, isn't it? You think I run? Sounds familiar. Pass passenger vans. Wow. Okay. And the Boys Town Extreme Track with semi trucks. Wow. Okay. Well, this the semi trucks, uh, hundred kilometers uh, power. It's, yeah. Um, it's like uh, sightseeing. <laughs> That's funny. Sitting and uh, driving it. Yes. So for the base MV Series T truck class only base models are allowable yeah we saw that um so qualifying rounds i would like to get, get involved in this but the timing is just impossible monday 9am pt which is tuesday 3am on a work night yeah it's just not not really doable unfortunately um I did have some backwards and forwards with Dak about that. And he's like, well, this is a perfect opportunity for you to set some something up in your own time zone. And yeah, that absolutely. Um, it's just such a busy time of the year at that. So I don't know, maybe in the new year might look at that. If there's some interest on a ACE is definitely all over the racing. So perhaps him or somebody else might set something up. Definitely. If you are, or if you get wind of somebody trying to set something up, in that's more favorable to this time zone doesn't have to be australia of course but if it's in this kind of timing um definitely reach out and i'll look to support that however we can so pretty decent prizes in this i guess first place 100,000 upex and 0.15 spark which changes the treasure hunting that's quite a lot of treasure hunting you have to do if you're in london tokyo second place 100,000 upx and 0.1 that's just interesting the same amount of upx for all three third place 100,000 upx and 0.05 spark, and then fourth to sixth place, no spark, but 75,000 UPX, and then down from there. So prizes all the way back to 25th spot. So if you have a crack at it, you're probably in for a good chance. Anybody in chat going to get involved in that? It's just the timing of that just doesn't make it favorable for me. Well, I, I think I will try to uh, race. Um, I'm unsure which class. Just doing some rounds on all the tracks and the cars. 
Yeah, just do a um a trial run. See how you go. Yes. Um, what do I say? We'd love to work with one. Yeah, absolutely. If if you come up with something like or like I said, if you catch wind or something, definitely look to support that for sure. And of course, last but not least, we have the turkey chase. Now we said last week that gobble gobbles don't mean much in this neck of the woods or in pretty much everybody that's in the chat. But yes, bit of fun. Um, maybe if if you're all if you're all in the doom and gloom about about treasure hunting, maybe this is something that can turn you around. I do know last year I did one treasure hunt for this and I happened to get the turkey block explorer. So I don't know. If you have a go, you may just well find yourself that you win one. So Nashville, Dallas, Cleveland, Bronx, Brooklyn, Staten Island, Manhattan, San Francisco, Oakland, and Fresno. So fairly good coverage there. Although it's a bit weird that there's none of the none of the internationals on that one. But I guess it's not weird because it is a it is a Yankee. Yankee bloody holiday, now that I think of it. So Block Explorers, that's, well, they're the same. They're the pop-ups, aren't they? So they're the same as last year, I believe. And rewards, players must search through to locate, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're just doing normal, what? What are these? <laughs> well, that's different than last year. I thought it was a crayon at first, but now I see it's a, what are they, what do you call them? Pilgrims with their pilgrim hat on. Inflatable gratitude, A. Oh, that's kind of funny. That's a cool twist. All right, I like those. Funny blockies, looks Something different than the turkeys. So, yes. What do we got? Yeah, down to 50. The amount of blockies for us has been reduced last year. Ah, so that's going to make it harder, isn't it? Yeah, I think it might have been in the 200s or something last year. And Lily has all the turkeys. Yes. So, mix it up a bit. Cool. All right, now, as I said, I'm going to race through it tonight because I've got to get to bed. Now, we did see through the week. Now, forgive me for not capturing who it was that first found this. I believe it may have been somebody from the Brazilian community because I think I remember seeing something that they used the translate on the website or something like that. Anybody know in chat the whole Miami screenshot thing? So I, I did take a... Screenshot of the screenshot. However, I forgot to take the um, reference to who that was that found that. Um, please, people, is it, learn where the print screen button is. Goodness. Um, so Miami is coming. Registration opening Wednesday, December 6th at 9am. City opening Thursday, December 7th at 9am. Now, I'm one of the people, many of us were out there speculating that us, aside from the London expansion and the expected Tokyo expansion. We were going to get a full city release before the end of the year. Um, this appears to be yet another website slippage where they've had something set up on the back end and they've somehow left it open to be viewed. Um, I don't know. Is this going to be a case where the beans has been spilled, so they pull away from it and they do a bait and switch and they go to something else, or are they going to go ahead with it? Miami, another another U.S. city. I don't know. It's a bit boring for me. Boo hoo. Um, and just to catch up, LeBans had two thousand block explorers last year, one hundred and fifty this year. Yeah. So yes, what do we think? Do you th do you think we're going to go ahead with this? If it is true. Miami, are they going to go ahead with it? Or like what happened with, um, I believe that was the Genesis week got switched at the last minute, we believe. Are they going to do the old Badian switching? 
I think if if they release Miami, not a full release, we have partial uh, part of the city. Um, only um, my only thought was, oh, this uh, font type of Miami looks a bit like a Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> yes. <the> same style. <laughs> um, but uh, I, yeah, maybe someone starts hoping now we get some features from Grand Theft Auto in Upland or something like this. But uh, <laughs> Just let the speculation run yeah. wild. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But is, is is there a year stated in the screenshot, or is there only ninth of ah. December? <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah, no, there's nothing like that. There's no real details there. Yeah. Um, there. There have been things like this that pop up on the website, like this is the new website, of course. Even back in the old website, there was all sorts of things that popped up that give you sneak peeks through the years. Um, the timing of it makes sense. That's when you would expect a city release to happen, like the start of December. So, you know, it's all done and dusted as we get closer and closer to the holiday season. Um yeah, I don't know. Uh, interesting. I would like phase. to see some something new, maybe expansion and city release at the same time. Yep. So expand so that expand Tokyo and release Miami at the same time, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. What do you say? But not the... before they do something against all these multis that will pop up from nowhere and um, get active, mint, sell, and go go to sleep till the next release. Yeah, well, that's maybe this kind of the way they've set up the tier systems now. Maybe that's to try and disincentivize the multi counters as well, because you'd have to think that the way this is, people aren't going to go all in on, you know, tier one, tier two, small city releases for their treasure hunt maps, um, like we have done with London and Tokyo on that. So I don't know, maybe that's part of it. Because then you're really only going in for the city releases um, for the collection speculation. Or I think probably my play from now, any new city release, all I'm going to be looking to do is to secure a 500 up square property for a showroom and then two other whatever properties to fill out the generic collection. So Because we know it, a lot of stuff dumps hard after the city release. So you, you wouldn't think there's that much incentive left now for multi-accounters, is there? Hmm. Unless it's a case of FSA's post-collection reveal or something like that. Uh, but then again, there's always going to be ways that people look to exploit the system. Anyhow, now as for Miami, now if it does go ahead, I'll bait Human Sim, Banana Man. He did put out some information so obviously Miami has been talked about speculated for quite a long time so obviously Bananas put in a bit of work on the back end for his guide so he's, he's got a bit of info here that he's wrangled together so he's got all right let's break this down I'll be doing a calculation that will include Miami Miami Beach Miami Gardens and Key Biscayne just to cover our bases so he's kind of thinking ahead to um, partial city release what they may release prices Miami 570,000 um, what is that? Is that in real life house prices? Can't be. I think if you want to move there in real life. <laughs> yeah. Seems cheap. Miami Beach, 550000 to 700000 Miami Gardens, 400000 And Key Biscayne, 1.5 mil. Likely tier for this category too, although with the treasure hunt changes, who knows? 
So this is interesting. Sizes Miami official 320,000 properties. Well, they're not going to release that all at once, are they? Miami Beach, 90,000 properties. Miami Gardens, 30,000 properties. And Key Biscayne, 7.4 thousand properties. Um, then he's got a bunch of other information there. What's he got? A TLDR. Oh, that's about treasure tiers. So, yes. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence on this one. Uh, as I said, I was expecting a city release. Uh, cool to do a city release, but just boring to do another US one. Boo. Boo-hoo. Let's get out there. Let's get to some other countries. Let's spread the map a little bit wider. Let's get some more international terminals going. Spread the love. We've been saying, you know, let's get to Africa. Let's get to India. Let's, hell, let's get to Australia. Mm-hmm. Mix, mix it up. I know. Yeah, I know. There, there are many, many countries, uh, Europe, Spain, Italy. Um, okay. Maybe we must wait for the next championship in soccer to get a new <laughs> Yes, and the, the comeback always is, yes, but our, our main player base is in the US. Well, what's, what? there's a freaking chicken and the egg. You know, so I don't know. We expanded to Tokyo, but there was no push in Tokyo. There was no official on the ground Japanese push. So, you know, they talk about the future. We're going to get there eventually. Well, let's just bloody well do it, eh? Anyhow, that'll be my plan. As I said, going into Miami, we'll be just to gobble gobble one showroom property up and then post-collection reveal, I'll... I'll have a bit of a look, see what's available. Ah, and that goes back to my my faux pas that I mentioned at the start of the show. So what I did, I believe it was last night, I was clicking around and my dividends are getting very close to back to the 2 million UPEX per month again. I say again because at the, now this could be ominous as well. In December, early December, I believe, early December 2021, I finally reached my goal of 2 million UPX dividends per month and then end of December they they dropped the dividend rate so I went way back down again so now here we are creeping up to the 1st of December here we are I'm creeping back to the 2 million UPEX I might just be cursed here and gonna curse everybody so wait and see if I if I do happen to tick over in this it would be it would be in this Miami City release post collection reveal I will go over 2 million and then if we find out at the end of December they're going to drop it again, that would just be too funny. So be careful. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, so I was having a look around at what collections are still out there and I was looking at Dallas and I was like, oh, there's a still a collection available there, reasonably priced. Get a decent set. Um, I forget the name of it. Highland Park, that might be it. So I'll go and, I'll go and spend $1.5 in Highland Park and that will give my dividends a nice... I believe it was 35,000 UPX a month boost. So I, w- I was in London to inaugurate a showroom. So I get, got on the plane, head on over to Dallas, minted up the properties and got back on the plane over to London thinking, yeah, that, that was a good move. And then I went to put those three properties that I spent 1.6 million on or something, put them in the collection only to find out that the Highland Park only needs two properties and only to find out that I already had properties in that collection. <laughs> I just totally screwed the pooch on that one. So, um, yeah, so it turned out the ones that I did buy were much bigger than the other ones. So I was able to move it around. So I I fire-sailed a couple of the smaller ones that I had and moved the third one into my just generic Dallas one. But as I said, just goes to show, 
doesn't matter how long you've been playing the game, the game, you can just completely have a bonehead move and do something like that. So yeah, I just dropped 1.5 mil on something I didn't really need to do. Oh, but, uh, you, you, you spend 1.5 million, yet they are out of the system. You can't spend them for something else. Upland wins. So yeah, there's well, no need for property management tools from the side of Upland to, uh, it's to prevent system. something like this. Um, it's, uh, it's all in their favor. Yeah, I don't know why. Normally, I I don't know why. I was just playing around in UPX land, and I was like, oh, look, there's so many of these collection properties over there. I didn't even think, oh, probably because I've been out of the collection buying game for so long. I didn't even think to check. But apparently, I'd already had that before and already gone over and done it. So, dumb, dumb, dumb. Anyhow, so that's, I believe that brings us up to speed with all of the uplandish news. Unless there's anything else on anybody else's radar that I've completely missed out on. So yeah, a lot to lot to happen over in the coming months, of course. Now we'll get to this a bit later on when we do the one of the wheels for the weekly challenge. But there was a lot of really cool suggestions for different um, little challenges and uh, gamification aspects that Upland may do in December as part of Christmas celebrations. I will get through. I'll put that together through the week and package it all up nicely and send that off to the UCN. And you, you never know, we might we might see some action there. So, all right, moving on to the quips for this week. Of course, quips stands for questions, insights, provocations, and statements. There is a link in the Google form. You can drop some info through. Now, I did get several quips through the week. Um, that don't have the person's name on it who submitted it. Um, occasionally, there were some people said, oh, by the way, that was me, this one. Um, yeah, try to remember that if you want to get a prize for your quips, you've got to put your username in there. Otherwise, I won't know who it is unless you get to me and let me know. So this week, Cern S4, regular in the quip segment, asks, with Midtown Terrace nearing collection status for neighbourhood ratings, what is one hallmark tidbit about the history of the neighbourhood that most Uplanders may not know? And how does Midtown Terrace fit in with the larger fabric of the Upland metaverse? Okay, so what is something about Midtown Terrace that people might not know? Well, I guess this is probably not many people, at least not any of the newbies would know this. Midtown Terrace started off not as Midtown Terrace or Midtown Terrace United. It started off as the Evil Empire. That was the first iteration of Midtown Terrace. Um, I don't know what I was. I don't know what I was reading or doing at the time, but I thought, oh, that'll be cool. It was back in the old, um, back in TML's old Discord channel. This is where this all kicked off. So yes, we started off as the Evil Empire, and then I kind of. I don't know, we're talking about all sorts of different things. And I was like, you know what? It's probably, if you're trying to go for mass market appeal and get more people involved, calling yourself the evil empire, probably not really a good way to do it. So that's when we rebranded to Midtown Terrace United. And that was, of course, the whole kickoff, you know, Upland Development United, Nodes, and yada, 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 this, that, and the other thing. So yeah, there you go. Midtown Terrace United started off as... The evil empire. So what was the second part of the question? And how does Midtown Terrace fit in with the larger fabric of the Upland metaverse? Hmm. I don't know, really. Um, it's kind of, of course, it, it was the first 
technical node out there that was connected to another 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 um, neighborhood development project beneath a umbrella branding, hence node. That's where that whole terminology came from. A node was never ever about a single neighborhood project. Now it is obviously it's all been bastardized to hell and back. Um, how does it fit within a larger fabric? I don't know. I, I guess it's, I was going to say it's an example of what can be done by one person, but then is something like Midtown Terrace, is that even possible to do nowadays? I doubt it is. Um, could one person go over and mint up 80% of the entire neighbourhood before everybody else piles in and mints it up? Oh, doubtful. Um, it's definitely possible with groups of players now, like we've seen with uh, Monero and other places like that. You can definitely get in and as a coordinated team. Um, but Midtown Terrace, it all started off with I needed a home for Samurai Aquatics. That's It started from that. I had the idea for a Samurai Aquatics as a meta venture. As soon as that information came, I found Aqua Vista Way, 30 Aqua Vista Way, and one of the first tidbits of information we got about um, map assets or outdoor decor, as it was known then, was that outdoor decor had to be stored on properties that you owned. Hence, I minted up all of the properties around the 30 Aqua Vista Way Sharon property. And then the more I kept looking at it, I was like, well, I wonder how many properties we're actually going to need. So I minted some more. And then there was a big, massive block that was right next to Aqua Aqua Vista way that wasn't touched at all. And I thought, well, I'm just going to mint that whole block. And it just spread from there. I started a push, like a public push. Come on, come and help me mint out Midtown Terrace. Um, so I don't know. Where does, it, where does it stand in the fabric of the wider ecosystem? Maybe it's going to be designated to a historical relic of the past. I, I don't know. Good question. I don't know. That's probably more what other people see it as than anything. So maybe what can be done. And uh, another interesting point is think about the think about the volume of UPX that I pumped into Midtown Terrace to get it built out. I think I said on the show last week, 35, 40 million UPX or something that I pumped into developing Midtown Terrace when spark prices were at their premium. Um, you get a lot more bang for your buck nowadays. But yes, so there's always pros and cons. Yes, I remember the times at uh, UCC where we started one build from you and another and another and another and another and doing hundreds of builds with 15, 20, 25 apex per spark hour. Yeah, the good old times. <laughs> yes. If you are in UCC, you're going to see some builds popping up through this weekend i believe because um yes, yeah yes. I'm, I'm in contact with math uh math chef nice. and the uh, option guru uh, to yes, do I'm... something special for you Ooh, <laughs> i like it yes i'm going to do a bit of it's one of the frustrating things uh, if you if you haven't seen within midtown terrace kind of on the the left hand side there's an area there where within the roof colors it says mtu and then there's another block under it that says UDU. Now the MTU is pretty hard to see because they kind of, Lily and I have spoken this before, that the building colors used to be far more vibrant and then it all got turned into really dull shades of 
whatever we've got now. So I'm going to be redoing, repainting the roofs, basically. And the only way you can do that is to demolish and rebuild at present. Hopefully, we will get a MetaVenture coming up soon, structure ornament MetaVenture that has permanent reskinning. I believe that would have to come through at some stage. But at present, spark prices are fairly low. So I'm going to have a go at doing that. It's a two-pronged approach there. Kill two birds with one stone. I've been looking at that MTU sign for months and months and months and months and thinking that looks really crap. I'd like to fix that up. Um, and then, of course, there is the neighbourhood ratings push. Um, what better time to try that now and just see how much that moves the needle. It might not move at all. It, it might make the difference. Who knows? So We'll find out either way, and I'll report back here to let you know, of course. So thank you for that, Sir Ness. Um, we have now, this is one of those ones that didn't have a name attached to it, although it says at the end in brackets for your information, happy with my prize from last week. Any prize for this, you can donate to the wheel. So it was either Elslack, Wolf Warner or Woynasa. And they asked, has there been any recent talk of adding the sub-merchant capability to map asset showrooms like the NFLPA has? removing trust from how third parties can list map assets for sale. Um, has there been any recent talk? Yes. I think within the community, everybody's screaming for that capability for cars, car showrooms, um, map assets, of course. But is it possible? That's the question. Is it possible? Um, I Under the current, current mechanics, I don't believe it is possible because think about it, if you want to list your if you wanted to list your map asset in my showroom which the 30 aquavista way showroom is chock a block and there's not even any room um how would that work you would go you would go into the ui for the showroom you'd go same for the nfl pa nfl pa stuff list you'd apply to list you would have to in the ui of that place that on my showroom somewhere because, you know, the physical item needs to be moved there. Um, unless the UI was updated. So like the um, Legits request comes through, I've got Legits uh, MetaVentures and I get a message say, hey, uh, Bueller Man wants to list his NFT, NFLPA NFT in your, sh in your showroom. And I check the details and I press OK. So maybe that'd be the case. Um, then within my UI, if I accepted that, I would have to, I would then have to place his item in my own UI. That that would be the only way it could work, unless they come up with some other completely different system like crates or who knows. Um, Asa said, could there be an escrow system put in place? Yeah, that's technically, that'd kind of be what that is, wouldn't it? Um, you'd kind of escrow your item to say, hey, Ben, I want you to list this for me. And then I either reject it so it comes out of escrow or I accept it, unless... You mean like an escrow system where it's a completely third-party thing? So you're probably talking some kind of dev shop layer two thing for that because as I've whined about endlessly, Upland doesn't seem to be putting much time value into these sorts of layer one systems. So, yeah, I guess technically you, you could... Um, you could list it in escrow external to either your information or my showroom, but somehow that would have to be reflected in the UI. I mean, it's just a card in the UI, so anything's possible with code, but 
I wonder if there's a, a, some... A layer 2 e-scroll is, is yeah. possible. Um, it just needs to be implemented and the uh, e-scroll API from Applet must be the open for it. Um, I mean, in, this, in the sandbox, um, you were sometimes uh, able to e-scroll Spark uh, yes. while, while an uh, event for one of the generals week. Um, and I think um, the guys from Apex land... Um, talked about something like a marketplace for NFTs uh, where you can buy and sell and this would be with the eScore API. Yep. But um, that's um, <laughs> it, it's hard to develop in the playground if the playground from Upland is the shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the, every day another function is not working so uh, if um, yeah, I started with the tournament API and then, oh, cool. And now, and uh, tomorrow I do this. And then on the next day, uh, uh, tournament API doesn't work anymore. But one of yeah. the other uh, types is working. And uh, yeah, so I know if I join them and uh, go there and develop there a bit, then maybe the day, the day after I can do the tournaments again. But it's, this is the, this, this playground is no, no fun at all. And um, I'm. Yeah, let's see what we get from the mini game challenge. <laughs> well, it's the same if you're any sort of like an app game developer or something that Apple's forever doing updates that breaks the game. So I get that that happens, but yeah, I, I think you're right. That's probably going to take a third party layer two application to do it. Um, that it is something the community's screaming out for. So yeah, but I, I just unfortunately I just don't see them being willing to put in the the time, effort, and the energy and the the money to do something like that. So that's going to leave it to this whole trust-based system. And, you know, people are always going to be, there's always going to be people that slip through the cracks as scammers and get taken advantage of there. So now Cernes has won himself either a Samurai Aquatics Love Heart Jacuzzi or a Christmas spiral color of his choice. I'll be in touch to see what he wants and to arrange delivery. Now for the extra prize, that um, was going to be donated. I'll add that on to the end of year prize pool, which I started putting some notes together for that. Should be pretty substantial, including the 1 million UPEX grand prize, of course. Um, unlike last year where you had to be on live on the show, and, of course, Finsky famously, he was he was on the Zoom call, except he fell asleep with a roaring fever. He was sick. He won the 1 million UPEX wheel, but you had to be live to claim that which he wasn't, so we rolled again and it went to somebody else. This year, you don't have to be. I will just be stacking all of the names for people had, that have got themselves involved in the weekly challenge and rolling that, and that's how we'll be giving away the prizes. Of course, if you are on for that last final show of the year too, there will be some extra bonus prizes if you happen to catch it live. All right. Now, geez, it's 8.30 already, so we've got to race through these. I'll race through these next ones quick. Some wider Web3 news to cover now. What do we got here? The metaverse is shaping up to become a key force driving crypto's next bull run, hopefully so. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see the timing on when the Sparklet proposal comes through. Obviously, that is going to take a, quite a lot of time, effort, energy, and perhaps time. Could be timed perfectly. Have to wait and see. 
if you're looking for the next big opportunity in the crypto industry, you might want to take a look at the metaverse. Oh, really? Yes, there you go. As crypto gears up for the next bull run, the growth of immersive digital worlds looks sure to accelerate. Uh, big avenues for growth. I'm sure they're going to mention Decentraland Sandbox. Blah, blah, blah. Don't know, but yes. Uh, traditionally, we've seen advertising for brands in newspapers. Uh, more recently, we've seen banners and video ads and then more native and immersive ads. Now there is a level of immersiveness where we can put on some of the merch and skateboard around together and see what's for sale. Yeah, absolutely. With Within our plan, of course, we've got uh, wearables is the classic one that you could see. Um, decor, map assets, uh, different events. Absolutely. Who knows? And we'll move on because I want to race through it. Now, another one, this is some concerns about AI. A growing number of tech execs thinks AI is giving big tech inordinate power. Um, yeah, this one of the ones, if you follow Joe Rogan podcast at all, that's one of the things he always touches on is that if you are, it's, it's like be it'll be like the being the first caveman that that works out how to use fire. It just gives you a massive advantage. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, OpenAI's ChatGPT, of course, marked the start of what many in the industry have called an AI arms race. As tech giants, including Microsoft and Google, have sought to develop and launch AI models. Um, when I spoke to when I spoke to Joe Libs, I forget the number of AI things he's he's tested and played with i think he said in the the 400s or something ridiculous so there's lots of them out there um it may be a better max vhs kind of situation where we'll end up with one ai to rule them all um and then of course there is not only the company companies are racing there's also countries are racing to get their ais out there so it's it's going to be quite insane this one's going to load on me, so look at that. I'll skip to this one. Now, this is huge news. I only caught this this morning, actually. Binance CEO steps down as CEO and pleads guilty to violating U.S. anti-money laundering laws. This is huge freaking news. I was very surprised that when I checked the crypto market stats, there wasn't more of a reaction in the markets. Um, yeah, Wow. So as part of his plea deal, he had to step down and pay $4 billion. Holy moly. So yeah, I'd, I should have went over and had a look at the Binance coins price. but hmm. And Zhao has to personally pay $50 million, described as one of the largest corporate penalties in US history by prosecutors. Wow, wow, wow. So maybe that, maybe that hasn't even been priced in yet. But normally news like that, the market reacts pretty quickly. So... That's definitely one to watch and wait and see. And oh, this is another one that I had up. So, okay. We, we did this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Top top metaverse games or whatever it was. Here we've got top 10 best NFT games to play. Last time we had one of these, I said, oh, what do you think Upland's going to be here? And I think we're about 50-50. Well, you'd have to come out of the box and say no for this one. So this was just released yesterday, and it's from InsideBitcoins.com, which does sound very spammerish, but let's see what they said. Number one, Meme Combat, the best NFT game to play with meme avatars and AI-powered battle arenas. Number two, Why Predict, AI-assisted trendy NFTs game predictor. What? 
Number three, Launchpad XYZ. Number four, Wall Street Memes, Meme Corn Project. Number five, Tamadoge. Number four, six, Battle Infinity. Number seven, Axie Infinity. That's hilarious that Axie Infinity is number seven. Number eight, Crypto Kitties. <laughs> That's going back in time. Number nine, Decentraland. Number 10, The Sandbox. And yes, Upland, not in the mention there. Suckity, suck, suck, sucks. Um, let me check. Chatty. Uh, oh, what was that in Binance? Is that, yeah, I can't really see that. It's hard to see that when I'm doing that. Oh, yeah, she did have a dump. Thanks for sharing that, Ace. Yes, fairly significantly. Oh, I think we're still on screen share for the other one, though. So we'll, we'll keep racing through these. So what else have we got? NFT culture... Ubisoft and any mocha brands paved the Web3 gaming path. Okay, so we're talking about how, uh, you know, Metaverse, Web3 might help push the next bull run for crypto. Well, it's probably things like this is going to be the really big push. So any mocha brands, we all know, front runner in digital property rights for gaming and the open Metaverse is set to enhance Ubisoft's Web3 initiatives through its Mockaverse project. We covered that previously. This partnership centers around the integration of Ubisoft's latest venture, Champions Tactics. Grimoria Chronicles into the Mochaverse ecosystem. This game, a tactical RPG, offers players an opportunity to dive into the mystical world of yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. Um, massive Web3 company partnering with a massive uh, traditional gaming country. Country, I said. A company, yeah. That's good things headed our way, you would have to assume. So that's all we're going to do. And I'm just going to race through these next ones. I'm not going to even pull it up. So meet set of us news. What do we have in Australia? Um, apparently there's Australia's going to issue in or usher in some pretty significantly online safety reforms to prevent AI harm, specifically protecting children. Um, you know, there's all that stuff uh, with deep fakes and whatnot that gets very greasy. So that's, that's the mid-service news I had for New Zealand was kind of a really talking about markets and this, that, and the other thing. Um, this time of the year, people that are doing it tough seem to be doing it tougher, so much so that even the Salvation Army, Army has been forced to quit their Christmas meal hampers because the cost of groceries and that has just skyrocketed um, to the point where they're not able to keep up with the demand, which is kind of very... Sad to hear. And the Japanese news, apparently in Japan, the barking deer are causing all sorts of problems for the human population in Japan. If you don't know what barking deers are, well, there's a link in the description. You can go and check that out for yourself because, like I said, I'm going to race through that, race for all that this week. So that's that. Done that. Done that. Okay. Midterm terrorist news. None this week. Uh, MVE news. Now, if you didn't catch this, I did have a really good chat with um, 2022 Upland Player of the Year nominee and fellow Upland UCM broadcaster Radishhead from Upland Analysis. I mentioned that before when talking about neighborhood ratings. And yeah, although Radishhead has been a bit quiet on the broadcasting front, don't think that that means he's lost any of his enthusiasm or commitment to the upland metaverse we spoke about the current neighborhood battle of course between his node hollis and mine mid-10 terrace and others 
and talked all about his history, contemporary events, and we kind of dived into the treasure hunting stuff there as well and all about his future predictions and plans in the Upland Metaverse. And I did want to put it out there too. Thank you, Radishhead, for being a good sport, um, playing around with the silly idea I had for the thumbnail for that one. That was a bit of fun. All right. Now, as we get to the end, uh, the MVE server competition wheel, last week's challenge, as I said, there was lots of good suggestions in there about different Christmas-themed community events, challenges, and competitions that you'd like to see Upland do this holiday season. Thank you for setting them through. And as I mentioned, I am going to package those up to push those on. And you just never know. Might happen. So the prize, your name is going to roll on a list of all entrants for a chance to win UPX or Samurai Critics map assets, or maybe both, depending on how my sales go through the week. Um, what the hell? We'll, we'll go both. Um, so it's going to be like what we did for the quips. It's going to be your choice of a love heart jacuzzi or a Christmas spoil, and I'll throw in, I'll throw in ten thousand UPX as well. Let's see who's going to win that one. Lots of entries in this one. Good on you. So of course, all of these people in this list. Not only did they go in the running for this week's wheel, they have also got themselves an extra entry in for the end of year prize wheel, including the one million UPX prize wheel. Who's going to win? Maybe somebody different. Oh, Disco Saws and Trendy Prop. Disco Saws. And he hasn't had one win for a while. So congrats, mate. I'll be in touch and see what you see what you want to get there. So that brings us up to this week's challenge, of course. Get yourself into the NBA server. As I said at the start of the show, if you don't know what the NBA server is, there's a link in the description. you got to find the contest channel in there. It's under the NBA category. And let us know if you think the Miami leak was real or not. If it is real, do you think Upland will go ahead with it? And if they are going to go ahead with it, what's your plan, if any, for the release? Um, so, yeah, what, what do you think? Do you think it was real or not? Will they go ahead? And if they do... What's your plan? And same same as this week, of course, your name will roll on for the weekly challenge prize and you'll get yet another entry in for the big end of prize, the big prize list at the end, which I nearly forgot to do it. Let me bring that back up. We've got to do our live participants wheels. So let me goink everybody out of there. Now, I think we had LeBan try to sneak himself in twice this week. Sneaky, six weeks. And Bueller, I'm just going to do these. Whoa, that's not how you spell Bueller. Bueller, Lily's in. Ace jumped in. And I saw Broski in as well. Thank you for that. Let me just double check we didn't miss anybody. So Ness managed to sneak in right at the end. I'll allow it. So Ness, and that's everybody. All right. So this is going to be the same deal. Um, your choice of a jacuzzi or a spiral plus 10,000 UPX. Do -do 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 -do. Lily's just missed it. Oh, look at that. Ace. Well done. Congratulations. I'll send you DM after we get done. So. Yeah. LeBan said I'm missing LeBan number two. Yeah, nice try. Nice try. All right. What's going on here? Um, 
There we go. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's all good. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Um, a reminder that if you want to get yourself involved in this one, the link to the Zoom is always dropped in the NBA server about 15 minutes before we get going. And, yeah, don't sleep on the weekly the weekly challenge because if you just do it once, you'll get yourself in for the 1 million UPEX grand prizes and all of the other prizes. Um and that's it. That's all I've got for this week. Uh, if you want to get involved with this one or the other long-form podcast that I do, send me a DM and we can get you in there. I'm not going to do I'm not going to do a uh, Metaverse and Beyond podcast this week because it's my eldest son's birthday. So we'll be busy doing family stuff. So on that note, thank you, everybody, and good luck out there. This metatainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor MetaVenture, one of the premier and original destinations for Upland UGC map assets in the Upland Metaverse. Samurai Aquatics is thrilled to offer an introductory price on selective items for a limited time only this November and December. First up, glide into the festive spirit with the magnificent Samurai Slay. Normally priced at 34,000 UPX, this season's must-have flex piece is available to you for just 29,000 UPX or 25 USD. And for those of you out there looking to add a touch of romantic style to your upland spaces, the Love Heart Jacuzzi is making a splash. Regularly $15, it can be yours for the introductory price of only $12 USD. This is a USD-only item and is the perfect asset for you to pretend to warm up those chilly upland evenings all by yourself or with your special someone or someone. Ooh, la, la. And lastly, don't miss the full set of five Christmas spirals, a colourful addition to any of your structures or blue pixels in the upland metaverse. Now at an exceptionally value of 90000 UPEX or $75 USD, down from the regular price of 126,000 UPX or $126. To reserve your set of Christmas spirals, you have to send a direct message to me, Ben68, on Discord. Sale is on now at 30 Aquavista Way in Midtown Terrace, San Francisco, and will expand to our other showrooms in the coming weeks. Remember, these exceptional deals are only available in November and December. Sorry, Dewa, Shitsurei, Tashimas.